now we are recording and I'm just gonna get right into it oh man crack the beer I just get we ate a lot of pasta so I am I got those droopy eyelid carb sleepies and if you oh, get man. that i get that with pasta yeah robin made uh she entered a mac and cheese competition yeah, yesterday um, i saw that I, I thought i didn't realize until the day of that she was in the competition i thought i was like hey it's a fun thing let's all go to a mac and cheese eating yeah. competition no um, she was a man people brought their mac and cheese game it was like very so, impressive mac and cheese game i'm sorry i missed out i had family time family time yeah, family time so family yeah. all right okay it's late right. to the party here we go um thank you for joining us for another episode of late to the party uh today i have chris bogon that's how you say it right chris? yes that is it's uh or it could be bagoo if Bagu. you want to mispronounce it actually what is, what is the uh i never actually asked you what you're like your lineage i'm like dutch and polish and english is what is bogue because b-o-g-u-e B-O-G-U-E. Yeah. I think that's Dutch. Dutch. I'll trust you on that. Hey, it's looking good. All right, all right. So, Chris is on today to talk about the West Wing. And I'll give you guys a little synopsis here. According to Wikipedia, the West Wing is an American political dramatic television series created by Aaron Sorkin. It takes place primarily in the West Wing of the White House during the fictional... Fictional? Fictional... Fictional? Fictional? Fictional. Wow. Fictitious, <laughs> perhaps. Fictitious. Demo- uh, we'll Does say. it say fictional? I can't see your copy. No, it's, it says fictional. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> written correctly. Okay. Fictional. Democratic. We're off to a great start. Democratic presidency of Josiah Bartlett. The show aired on NBC from September 1999 to May 2006 and is regarded to be by many uh, as one of the greatest television shows of all time. The show won a number of awards, two Peabody's, three Golden Globes, 26 Primetime Emmys, four of which were outstanding were for outstanding drama series four consecutive years in a row from 2000 to 2003. How about that? Pretty pretty impressive. Like uh um after like it's in like the top 10 for for Emmy awards, you know. Um and it was with Hill Street Blues and uh LA Law had the most um dramatic uh, Emmy award wins and was only recently beaten in the last few years by Game of Thrones, which has the record for most Emmys, I think, with 36 Emmys. Hey, look at this guy. He knows a lot about the Emmys. <laughs> we, we've yeah. done a number. Of, we did Game of Thrones uh, in, our, in a previous episode. Oh, see, so. see, I remember being a kid and watching the Emmys and hating the West Wing because I didn't watch the West Wing and I was angry that all the shows that I did watch uh, weren't winning the Emmys. Um, right. So that would that was always very frustrating to me. Even though like The Simpsons won a bunch, were you watching The Simpsons at the time? I was, but I was probably more mad that like I was gonna say Frasier wasn't winning anything, but Frasier was. Frasier won a ton. They won. did win a lot of anime. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, it was just one of those things where like I always avoided The West Wing. I think it was another one of those shows. I've never gotten into Game of Thrones either because uh, anytime there's a show with that many episodes. 
you know, if I've missed it. Like the West Wing just has like 25 episodes a season. 22 episodes for every season 20, pretty much. That's yeah. crazy yeah. considering Especially how long the episodes mm-hmm. are. Hour long when aired, but like what, 45 minutes or 52 minutes or something like that when they're on, on, on DVD. And I just, I couldn't get into it. And everybody said, then I I became super political. I'm like the super political person. I'm obsessed with politics. Uh, I've had a politics podcast. I run a politics blog. I like, I can't get enough politics. And all my political friends are like, you have to do the West Wing. And I'm like three seasons into the West Wing and I can't fucking stand it, man. Oh, great, great. Okay. So, well, that, that, so I was going to say this, but we're already into it. I was going to say that something about walking and talking. Let's walk and talk. Let's walk and talk. Let's walk and talk. Liberal ideals, humanizing politicians, and all this stuff. Like, uh, and what we may learn a thing or two about, uh, you know, the the uh, legislative process. And I even had this written here. You're a political junkie, as you've made clear to me. Um, and uh, and so, what? Let's let's ex- expand on that. What took you so long to get into the West Wing? Like, like why were you, you know, starting from when you first heard of it up till now? What took you so long? Okay, so the big thing that really got me into politics was Barack Obama. You know, that was like the first guy I ever voted for, for president. Really loved the guy. I, I blog about Obama to this day. Like, really loved Obama. And Obama is basically a West Wing character. Yeah, sure. They could have plucked him straight out of an episode of the West Wing like with all his speeches. And, like, he's so, like, personable. And his wife are so cute with their dates. And, like, he would have been such a great West Wing character. And... So I miss that whole train. I miss everybody getting into these really heartfelt, sincere well, you and West I were, Wing episodes. How, how old were you? You were probably 11, 12, 13. At, yeah, in 1999, it, I was uh, 12. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you weren't the key demographic at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I missed, I missed it in college. And then, so we had Barack Obama. And I started watching the news really closely and when you follow the news really closely you notice that everything is just fucked and everything's sure. just like crazy and awful and going back and watching the west wing it just seems so cruel <laughs> it it seems like it's like in the simpsons when uh like frank grimes was like you're putting frank grimes into the Simpsons universe and it's just not going to work sure. out. Like everything's just going to be terrible because he is not long for that world. Yeah. Yeah. Barack Obama was like putting a West Wing character into the real world and you just see nothing about politics works that way. Yeah. Like it is not, you know, all the qualities that make you a great West Wing character, uh, are like, are just going to get you railroaded in actual politics. And it was, the that I, I saw that like sincere approach to politics just get defeated by just like the worst kind of cynicism and and um you know partisanship and just sure. like uh you know um just just to see it all like I, I don't know I just watch it every time and I'm just like you fools it can't be like this you know well, uh, so yes yeah it's, I mean it, it is a work of of fictitious it's fictional right so um that's the word we i i guess i don't know how i guess when i watch it i know that it's i mean i, I realize what you're, what you're saying with barack obama that he did seem like it was it, it certainly felt too good to be true for a lot of us um and yeah he was also the first president i got i got to vote for had the the privilege of voting for um 
but I guess when I when I started watching, really watching the West Wing post college, well, it was a little bit in college, but most of it was actually post college. I I had seen episodes. My dad was it was that in the ER we had to shut up for around the house. Like when when West Wing was on, everybody had to be quiet. It was it was so I had kind of a. I mean, I knew it was a good show because it won a bunch of Emmys and everybody would, wouldn't shut up about it. But it was, I had a, a little bit of like a, oh, the West Wing's on. We yeah. Be, the fun's over because the West Wing's on. Um, but I guess I also knew when I started watching it that it was idealistic. It was a pipe dream. And it was, it, it just felt like, you know, a crack for, for liberals who uh, were, well, at the time during the Bush era were craving that kind of escape or that kind of an image to to cling to or or when we're that that, to me like i'm super liberal that's not my liberal fantasy of a president you know and i think it's really telling that the liberal fantasy of a president at the time was Mm -hmm. not even bartlett's not like a flaming liberal guy no he's actually very centrist what the liberal fetishization of politics is is to have a democrat that republicans can like or or a democrat that will somehow be palatable all these things that republicans delegitimize democrats and say like oh they hate god and they hate america they they hate hate the the flag you know like all that they want a guy that's undeniable proof that that's not true you know and and that's why when you come up with this like ideal liberal president they're not doing all the things that like liberals supposedly want it's somebody who's who's like appealing to well, then, you, you know two, two points do you think do you think um then that well i mean as as a as someone like a writer you don't want to that show doesn't sell right like the, the west wing would never been a sh- been a show if he was if jed bartlett was a super progressive i mean he is i'm sorry I'm burping. he was a very progressive well he's not you know he's not that progressive i mean he they espouse liberal ideals and most of them get they they get a little bit it's it's about a lot a lot of the shows about compromise with with the legislative system um but do you do you do you think that that show set up an expectation that that this is how we expect our liberal politicians to be do you mean are do you think there's a, a west wing effect and that someone like barack obama is the result of the west wing effect um I don't right, know. I'm just making that up. Yeah, right now, I don't know if it's like a direct line to Barack Obama, but I definitely think there, you don't. <laughs> there was this conventional wisdom that like and like this, you know, the nineties was a time where like Newt Gingrich took over the Republican Party yeah. and they were just like, you know what? Fuck all this compromise shit. Yeah. We are just gonna we are gonna go to war and like we are never gonna stop attacking the other side. And that is what we we're gonna do. We we're gonna and find they're still, they're every still, single wedge and divide wherever you can. And I feel like the West Wing was like, and like I'm guilty of this too, because Democrats do this all the time, but like they put something out there and they're just like, Oh look, this is the reasonable way to act. So we're hoping the art we make is so inspiring and transcendent, you know, that these people from the other side won't will will be captured by our characters and our stories, and they will realize that this is how you're supposed to act in politics. And Republicans just don't act that way and like win most of the time. So you so you, you think you think the the portrayal is more problematic than anything else? Like, but do you? But do you? But I mean, I suppose it's only problematic if you believe that politicians are or or oof, politicians are either trying to emulate what they see in West Wing, or we as a populace believe that politicians sh- should 
act like they do in the West Wing. And like, why, like, I mean, I don't know. You, I'm, I mean, I'm asking you because you know more about politics It's just like, I, do. I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm like, if, if people want to like their West Wing, like, God bless them. If it inspires them and makes them like want to love, you know, the American judicial like or the you know political system yeah that's fine but i can only suspend my disbelief so far like i can't watch house of cards either because house of cards everyone is like a genius who's like you know manipulating plotting, the system, yeah 20 steps ahead people, yeah. and like i'm more of a fan of the veep kind of uh satire that's where like everybody's an asshole and everybody just fucked up and the only reason anything gets done is because it's like a half-assed solution to the last thing that got fucked up that's uh okay that's that's so funny brooklyn asked like you should ask him about the about v like she wanted me to ask yeah she wanted to know if you if you were watching west wing if you liked v because I like Veep a lot. I think it's a great show. Like I don't have HBO, so we watch it when we can. But uh, every episode I've seen is, is Matt Walsh's. No, whole cast is is very very good in that show. Um, but and I, I feel like that that show is made funnier by having watched West Wing. I mean, the show is still funny on its own, but I, I do think it's funnier for me. Like watching like what seems to be not necessarily a more accurate, but certainly a more uh, I don't know down to earth. Uh, irreverent doesn't take itself uh, itself seriously not that west wing takes itself seriously every second but it certainly has its head up its own butt about how like uh there, there's what's the, the is i keep going back to the word idealistic but like when you're when you're focused on ideals and morals and principles yeah, it's hard it's to have a sense like, of humor about it's almost about like yourself. sermonizing yeah uh, sometimes you, yeah yeah, yeah. Pre- like preachy preachy yeah and i, I have well, you know, as someone who's like, I've written a lot of sketch comedy too, and I always have this fear. You, you hate different things about writers that you kind of see in yourself. So I hate Aaron Sorkin's writing because it always just feels like the characters are just like Aaron Sorkin, like doing his True. rant. And I always like, that is my number one fear about everything I write anytime I wade into like the satirical mm-hmm. waters. So like, maybe it's just because that's like a, a super hang up I have about political comedy, but like. I, every single Why the problem episode. with the newsroom? I, I couldn't watch much in the newsroom for that reason. Like I felt like uh, because he had the 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 ability of hindsight because he was always writing about things after they'd already happened, so he could always sound like the smartest guy in the room. Because yeah, we, yeah, when it happened last week or two months ago, of course you're going to sound really intelligent about it at the time, like right now, because you have history on you. Like, you yeah, have- and at the time, like you know, there was supposed to be some like, oh, he's this not left or right guy. You know, and he's just telling the truth. And it's like, he was basically just saying stuff that, like, Rachel Maddow had said on her show. You know, like, yeah. the the crazy left pundits, quote unquote, are actually, like, pretty centrist. Like, they're pretty not radical either. Um, and I, I've just got this problem where, like, you know, don't get me wrong. I love The Daily Show and I love, you know... Saturday Night Live, and I love, I love, but I'm. We're not here to argue if you like those shows, Chris. No one's. <laughs> I'm getting tired of my entertainment feeling like it has to make me a better person, you know. Okay. And I, I feel like that is a thing where, like, you know, the 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 West Wing, like like you said, kind of like preachy, but it's like this is how you're supposed to act, and 
even when you go in and like it, you know, as high minded as it was trying to be, you watch some of the episodes and you're like, man, you know what? It seems like Bradley Whitford's character is like pretty much abusing his, you know, uh, his, female coworkers. Oh, and yeah, you know, there's, it was there's, like, there's some, there's uh, even, even with like 15 years of oh, 16, whatever, um, there are some moments of like, that's, that seems pretty politically incorrect. Yeah, I mean, there's just, like, sexism and stuff yeah. that, like, you know, at the time we didn't realize. Um, it's like when you watch old friends and they keep making gay jokes all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Well, it wasn't funny, that funny, but, like, it was just the jokes that people made. And now it's like, oh, man. Very very glaring, the gay jokes in Friends. And, and like, the, the way he treats Donna, the kind of... Uh, even though she is empowered sometimes, but very rarely does she, it's not until like after season four, does she kind of come into her own as a character. She's the, the, the lady that tells Josh off sometimes and gets yelled at a bunch. Like, yeah, they just yell or they belittle the women on the show. Like all especially the time. Richard Schiff to his secretary. Like, you know what? I can't remember their names now. Um, I feel like Margaret, uh, Margaret has a little bit, but even this, like, and and they're all also they're all females who are secretaries. I mean, I don't know if that if that's supposed to be. I mean, I don't know how the White House works, but is that is that supposed to be traditional? Like, oh yeah, ladies are just secretaries in the White House. Is that how it still is? You think, or I'm not quite sure how that. But goes, isn't that kind actually, of it, it's striking me now as odd that every single secretary in the West Wing was a woman, and I don't know if that. I'm not trying to be like saying that women shouldn't be in the show. But uh, it's a very male centric show. I mean, and they, I mean that's why Alice and Jenny was so stand out in the show. I think is because that. Yeah, and it's you know again we're going back to like different uh, insecurities you have or different different things that anytime I'm writing anything political that I'm trying to um, watch out for uh, is just like there's this uh, it's it's like there's something about being like a white liberal man who like. Anytime you you have women in a script or something, you'll have these little moments to be like, "See, ladies, I get it." Yeah, you know, and like your little side, like, "Look at me, look at me, how how much I get it. Aren't I yeah. good?" Yeah, you know, and it's like I feel like those are always like spliced in through there, and I'm like, maybe this was kind of like charming in like 1999, but like starting to get like a little annoying. Or feel if I mean it shouldn't. When you're inclusive and equal, it shouldn't feel like it's a forced thing, right? It should feel you shouldn't notice it. It should just be part of the the, the character or the scene or the plot. Like it shouldn't be one of those. Oh, look at that was cool how Aaron Sorkin threw that lady a bone and gave her a, like a role. And actually, you heard the it's. I don't know if there's. I'm not trying to spread gossip, but not that Aaron Sorkin would would ever listen to this or give a fuck. But there was that he. Someone, because someone chastised him about not having a whole lot of women in his show. Did I tell you about this? No. So he said he'd write for women more often if they could talk as fast as he wanted them to. Yeah. It's look it up, folks. Uh, That's not, I'm paraphrasing, but it was, it's as bad as it sounds. Something like when women can speak the way I want them to, I'll write for them more. As if. You know, they just need to catch up or something. And it was, um, so it didn't put him in a good light for me. And th- this was well after I'd watched, um, cause I think this is probably, uh, this probably came out after, uh, um, social, okay, uh, social network yeah. came out and won, won its awards and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty shitty thing to say about, about women. Um, and even though he like, 
don't know. I hear more people talk about Allison Janney in that show than than anybody else, really. Yeah, well, you know, she's so likable in there. And it's funny because she's the press secretary. Yeah. And traditionally, you kind of have to be like a fucking weasel to be a press secretary. Yeah. You know, your job is to go up there to spin for the part, you know, to spin for the government uh, and to not answer questions that is inconvenient uh, for the president to answer. Absolutely. So like, you got to go up there and like, yeah, you got to kind of be, you know, I mean, she is so just like wonderful in that role that like, you could just watch her like forever. Although like sometimes they treat her like, uh, like shit, you know, they do. They do. Um, and I mean, I know that at times too, like they, I, I don't remember. Cause I remember there was definitely one big moment, maybe in like season three or something where they hid the fact from CJ that they had in fact like invaded or they had moved into like it, it's it's their they had they had like made up countries in the Middle East like but in this one actually was re- like they had spoken about somebody invading India or India crossing a border and like they hadn't told her that they had put troops down and she and, like lied on yeah. on air I, she, yeah I yeah. remember that episode and she was livid about it and it felt like. And I can't remember if she mentioned, like, is, is, did you do this because uh, you don't think I'm good at my job you or it's because I'm a woman or it's because of this or this and this, like all these like reasons why, why didn't you tell me this? Um, and I mean, she, I remember the performance being good, but it was, but it was uh, an interesting moment in the show where there was like a breakdown, like a, you're, it's, it's us versus you all of a sudden because you have to speak to the press. You're not a part of the, this boys club anymore. And it, I mean, it just so ha- it might be the case that it just so happens that she is a woman who is also the press secretary, but it definitely felt like an exclusionary. Um, all of us, you know, Richard Schiff and and uh, John Spencer and and uh, Josh, what's his actor's name now? Who plays Josh Lyman? Oh, Bradley um, Whitford. Are all like Bradley, yeah. yeah, they're all you know, heads budding, whispering about this stuff, and CJ's excluded. Um, and it, it you couldn't help but think it was because they were boys who were solving a problem and they didn't need a to tell the girl about it. But I, that's how I read it now, but maybe at the time it was different. Or even just like that, the Thanksgiving episode, the shibboleth where it's like, they're just like, let's just uh, leave these turkeys with uh, CJ. And just like, that's lady work. (laughs) We'll just ruin her day. She, she'll just have to deal with that. And uh, we'll go do our jobs like men. And it's just like, Oh man, they don't. And like, you're not, um, uh, you're not like as an audience member it just seems like you're supposed to laugh it off and like it's kind of like fuck you yeah. guys you know but they don't get their comeuppance for that it's yeah, I, mean, like, I know she does something but it's certainly not as bad as having to probably deal with whatever turkey shit was probably on, when it, undoubtedly upon her floor when she got into her office the next day because i think she does some joke to josh because josh and all usually ends up being the butt of a lot of jokes because of his his uh arrogance um but yeah it's a it's a it's complicated with with relations in that way okay uh we, not that we got off topic we're still on topic but i like gonna ask you some more questions just to keep things on like on a track great so how far are you into the show because i know you are you're not done yet how far are you in i'm like just into season four. Oh, pivotal season right you know about what happens at the end of season four no, it not, I'm not going to tell you about plot stuff, but like Aaron Sorkin 
is he leaves at the end of season four. Oh, that's right. So you know he he's no longer no longer writes for it, and it goes to what Wells and the other guy Schlammy or Schlammy. Oh, wait, no, I think he left too. S S H Schlammy Schlammy Schlammy. Um, I think both him and Sorkin leave, and it's Wells and somebody else who take over the show for the rest of uh, of the the run. And and it's I'm I I think we could do a follow up if you ever decide to finish. Because I think it's funny you're getting into it now. We're talking about it now, but the show definitely, 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 definitely changes. It. <laughs> it definitely changes after Sorkin leaves, and it's fun. It's fun talking to people who have experienced all of it because it 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 doesn't lose itself, but it it certainly has a different flavor. If that makes any sense after after Sorkin departs, and um, I'd like to hear your take on that. If you ever decide, if you ever decide to finish it, yeah. does it ever stop feeling so nineties? <laughs> Uh, no, not really. I, I, for me, it, it kind of had it kind of was perpetually in the year two thousand with because the music always stays the same. Uh, the like the cinematography never really changes, and I, I, and I, because I think it knew what it wanted to be, and it was a show who, that was trying to get the the uh, get the viewers who were upper middle class and voted Democratic. And apparently they, they had that, they, they kept the formula and they had that throughout most of their entire run. Um, I guess even, even like the last season, they were still getting like 16 million uh, viewers for, for like an episode or something like that, something nuts. And most of them were over the, like between the ages of like 35 and 65 and in blue counties. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I mean, guess know your audience. Yeah, and then it, but yeah, it did not, it, it, didn't evolve much as far as like we're trying to reflect the times it it does in a sense with there because there ends up being like bartlett's not in office for the entire run of the series like they have the there's a, the big the big shift the sea change in the show is when uh someone has to take the take bartlett's spot they have to you know there's a new election for the president and uh the dynamic definitely shifts. I keep saying definitely. Definitely shifts. What the fuck, man? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, and I think it's worth checking out because it, it's also fun to see while while you watch all this legis- legislative process for the first four or five seasons, then you get for like the last two and a half, three seasons, it's all about campaigning and the election process, um, which is, it's, I think it's interesting and, and they get um, some, some good players for... Uh, the candidates. I think it's. I think it's. It's worth the time. Um, at least. At least if you're four seasons in, you're over halfway done. You might as well finish the damn thing. Yeah, might as well. And and there. I don't know. It's it's a sh- easy. Sh- I, I don't know. It's an easy show for me to watch. Um, it's not. See, it kind of feels like it feels like I'm doing homework every time I watch oh, it. I don't know. I I I I still have this when I watch it. Still, especially like a good a good episode. It makes me want to talk better i don't know i i know you're not a fan of sort but like i feel like i'm more articulate and i feel like i have to, uh, uh, a focus that i didn't have before just watching these people talk really fast well i guess you know you are watching them talk fast but you're watching and listening them to them talk quickly and they sound like they, they, there's so much confidence in everything they say uh that it it it's it it transfers to me and like then i'll start having i don't i feel like i i'm probably not but I feel like I'm smarter after I watch it. Man, I think you just latched on to why people love this show. I mean, 
I walk out and I'm and I like and I want to have I want to have quick conversations with people and then and then say what's next. I it's mean, like, all right, I got to go do this task. Yeah, um, it 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 motivates me in that way. Like, not that I've ever done. I've I've never watched an episode of The West Wing and then written, you know, like the next great American novel. That's never fucking happened. But I will like be talking to my girlfriend. Like, I do I? I'll be thinking in my head like I feel like I sound smarter right now did you ever take her through like an obscure chapter in american history and then the rest of the events of your day paralleled the things that happened in that more often than i care to admit because okay. <laughs> i noticed that's a lot of west wing episodes <laughs> absolutely i mean it definitely has that uh, uh kind of always like reminds me of the the f- formula for scrubs you know they'll have but Scrubs does it so much faster, and it's also why I stopped watching Scrubs because uh, uh, the strings became so apparent after a couple seasons. You know, um, obstacle happened. You know, th- everything's great. Then G- JD makes a, a shitty joke, and then he has to learn a lesson, and, and then it all winds up with a, a, a Shins song and him narrating to himself. But I think how you're we- getting it confused with Garden State. Go on. No, no. There's a ton. There's there. Do they, they do use, the Shins a lot in Scrubs? at least at least twice? Okay. It's but I'm, it's Zach Braff. Yeah, right. Zach Braff enjoys the Shins. It seems, which I mean, the Shins are pretty good. They <laughs> we don't need we can talk about the Shins. About the shins. Do, you like, do you like the Shins, Chris? They're all right. Yeah, they're all right. Uh, yeah, I like that song from the Garden State soundtrack. <laughs> it's, it's a good track. Um, so let me check check my questions and make sure that we're. I think we've touched. I'm on so a lot honored you brought questions. What? They're just on the, <laughs> well, it's more about like let's because I want to make sure that we touch on these things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because uh, I think these are what I well, I mean, I guess I'm the host, so I, I have an idea of what I think might be important for the listeners. But what the hell do I know? Uh, so you. We've already talked about this. You do not feel it's an accurate representation of the political system. No, you know and, the most. And, and do you think? And you do think that seems to matter. Like that's the like you do. You, do you think it's important then? It, so it's a TV show, right? Yes. Um. And it, it and like shows about I don't know like like something like ER or something or hell even LA Law or Law and Order. Like, does it matter that they're accurate representations of what they're portraying? Like, or or is it? about the story is it about about the character relationships like like what i learned in theater school is it, does it does the backdrop matter as much as what's happening in front of it um and i know a lot they do talk a lot about politics i mean obviously it's, it's a politic laden show and aaron sorkin makes sure of that um but how i think important if i is was it? like a, if i was like two more steps removed from the politics it wouldn't bother me that much um i think it's one of those things where like i'm I, I'm like so into the politics that I'm just like, I can't, you know, I can't get over it to like, um, I, I, I don't know. It's just like, for me, it's, it's uh, so a suspension like, be, of disbelief. Yeah, is, it'd be is, like watching a doc. Like if a doctor was probably watching ER, they may not be able to take it seriously because like, no, you wouldn't do a biopsy blob, you know, you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't do a, a, a cardio gastro plan there that oh the show just it's so inaccurate it'd take you out of the yeah i guess it's just like it makes me angry because i see kind of the myths that undergird the west wing Mm -hmm. and i just see how like what a dead end it is in real life so like um so in the west wing the liberals always come out like they're the winners, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. But it's always like, oh, you know, conservatives 
like all the Republicans they're up against, they're just like, you know, they're they're dedicated people and they've 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 got their belief system and it's just like you know they just they can't agree on the issues yeah there's know? only there's only a couple like they they make a point of, of making sure you know who the really terrible republicans are but they also make a point of of showing you some really good like just i'm a hard worker josh like like when you have you you've gotten the episode where josh has a beer with the gay conservative right yes and how he just cannot fathom that you could be gay and a conservative, which is not Bradley Whitford's fault. I think it's a weird writing choice. I don't know. What, what do you think about... Like, sorry, I'm not trying to derail, but I think I always thought that was one of the stranger choices in the show is to have this, like, you can be a gay and a conservative. It could happen. But you're probably yeah, again, a- it's like liberals trying to, you know, trying to, to, like, show conservatives that, like, look how understanding we are. Look how hard we're trying to understand you. Like casting John Goodman as... Uh, have you, you've gotten that part, right? Has no, Go- I haven't gotten a John Goodman yet. John Goodman plays uh, a conservative in the show, and he's and I, th- I think they like they they cast like an actor who I, I th- he's he's great. He's great. How can in the you show. not love John yeah, Goodman? Yeah, every, I think it's a universal. Everybody loves John Goodman. Um, he, I th- think they found somebody. They found. I'm, I don't know. Well, you can. The show's out. I, th- I think spoiler alerts are, are you know, over. No, I don't even believe in spoiler great, alerts. Great. Spoil so he, anything for me. So he uh, he's the uh, uh, Speaker of the House. And he has a, a pivotal pivotal role later on. And he's in for a couple key episodes. Um, and does a great job. And he's... He becomes president, right? Yeah, he does. He does. Because uh, uh, there has, there, they have to... Uh, uh, Bartlett's daughter gets kidnapped. <laughs> Happens later, sorry. Um... And he uh, rescinds his. He's like he signs his temporarily while he is working on finding his daughter. He gives uh, the speaker of the house the presidency because he feels like he cannot do his job while he is while his daughter is kidnapped while he's working on on finding her. So if there's like you know I don't know how I can't remember how long it was in the show, but there's it's only two or three episodes where uh, John Goodman plays the president. But it's it's a it's a it's like how they show when when he comes in how much different things are, but how he's a, he's a good politician, but he brings in some real Weasley people. But John Goodman's a good politician, and the people that work for him are still like good politicians. Yeah, I guess that's the thing that, and and again, why I I flock to something more like V, because I've learned, and I guess maybe this is like the cynicism of the Trump era kind of rubbing off on me, but like. I've learned that it doesn't really matter if it if the like the politician is a good person because if what the bad people are doing is going to give them some sort of advantage then they're just going to do it. Yeah. And then if you're like, "Hey, fuck you," they're going to get that it's like that professional uh aggrieved tone that real just kind of hurt like, "I cannot believe you would accuse me." of such a thing and it's like just fucking get it i i don't know it's like i feel like shows like the west wing just bend over backwards to be like you know it, it's kind of like the um i don't know the all the all the things about like uh all the media outlets saying oh trump supporters it's this economic anxiety they face and all this and then you know they've done a lot of studies and like Oh, like Trump voters make a lot of money, like a, a lot of money, like a, a lot of them. It's 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 actually like 
retired and and middle class people who like they make more money than the average yeah, yeah, they person. Want, they want to blame poor yeah, people yeah, for, yeah. for Trump. And it's <laughs> it's like, you know, like they like that he acts like an asshole, you know? Yeah. Like they like and they, well, they, they su- like seeing the people who he's an asshole to, they like seeing them upset. Yeah. And that's why they like Trump. And like that is um that is a phenomenon that real, like, you know, functional, uh, good, polite people, that's something that, that motivates them in politics. And that's something that, like, the West Wing just, like, the world of the West Wing can't address that, you know? It all has to be this philosophical exchange of ideas. And the more you get into politics, the more you learn, like... The, the flow of ideas is a very small part of why people have the politics they have. Well, yeah. It's if a I've, very if, tribal thing. It's, it, it's like your group, if, if conditions for your group and the people you're around are a certain way, you're going to vote for Democrats. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if it's the other way, you're going to vote for Republicans. And it's like, that's not... The if I've f- learned anything from drunk history, it's that all politicians are, are children. Like squabbling children, they all act like every single, uh, and we've seen a number of them that talk about like the relationship between, especially the founding fathers writing really snide, bitchy letters to each other. Like, I don't like you anymore. You're dumb. Like, like, and like the whole, uh, it was a Thomas Jefferson and uh, a John Adams making up headlines about each other so that like even one of them said, I can't remember who said it. One of them said the other was dead. So vote for me. You know, it has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with just, just the flash, you know, flash and and, and, and uh, um, the spectacle of acting out, uh, which is not good politics. That's just if if you talk the loudest, you get the most votes. You know, because um, I think I think a good politician is like a good roommate. Like they just pay their rent on time, and you never have to talk to them. And they, you know, it doesn't matter if they're a good person. If but if they, you know they don't have huge parties and they pay the rent and pay utilities. And what's it fucking matter? Um, what kind of person they are, as long as they do a, a good job. I mean, so oof, I should, sorry, it does matter what kind of person they are because that usually reflects in how they, you know, uh, govern. Uh, and you want a person who has, I don't know what are good morals and good principles. Is any politician actually a good person? If you're, yeah, you if, want someone who's thoughtful, you want someone who's and, uh, empathetic. And you can, want can someone... that happen when you have to like sell your, you sell your soul to get, well, it's like know. you can, but it does, that doesn't mean it's going to work, you know? And sure. like, you know, I guess you always want, you know, especially in a show like the West wing, you want good to prevail and you want it to come out to the end of the episode and like the good guys win. And I guess like, just being kicked in the balls by politics so many times i like i can't even get like i would much rather watch a version of the west wing where it's just like west wing and kill bill or like (laughs) just something where it's just like man we're gonna burn this fucking system down and like you know at, at least then there's there's a lot of room for the unknown in there sure um but it's like i can't and like maybe the '90s just burned me out on this, but it's like the uh, the era where like the the good-hearted protagonist gives a speech, you know, sure, and that we're, solves we're, the problem where because Bill Pullman tells us all we're going to survive. Yeah, <laughs> because the speech was so heartfelt, yeah. and universal that it were. And then then you learn, oh, okay, well, what really happens is 
the people who hate that, like they didn't even hear the speech because they're they're watching, you know, the other thing. Yeah, they're not and watching videos of Antifa people getting beaten by cops or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, yeah, I guess like the liberals all watch their West Wing episodes and then they sit home and don't go vote. So it's <laughs> like, you know, I don't like. I, it doesn't make me happy to watch it. Wait, you don't think that the people that watch the West Wing vote? <sighs> or wait. On that, well, I'll ask you that. We're gonna take a quick break, go to the bathroom, get, get refresh our drinks, and we'll be right back in a couple seconds. Okay, and we're back. And I believe, having listened to what we just said, you don't think that people who watch the West Wing vote, Chris? Or was that just some hyperbole? You'd be surprised how many people don't vote. Okay, uh, Brooke, my, my, my loving girlfriend, uh, is, is very into politics as well. And, uh, she reads the news all the time. She often reminds me of like the very low percentage of the American populace that are not only registered to vote, but those who are registered don't all vote and it's it's what like i i'm she said something different but i'm i'm I, maybe she said like something like 38 percent or something like that is that is that accurate i mean i i don't know i <laughs> I, I you know i'm, I'm just kind of like diagnosing like liberalism at large here but i feel like liberals have this problem where they feel like just because they're right about something like that means it's gonna go their way you know, and I feel like... Um, Is that why we lost in 2016, Chris? You know, we lost for so many reasons. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's like... Uh, so, like I mentioned earlier, and do you mind if I do a shameless plug? Because I want to no, no, shamelessly I'm, plug no, you're, you'll, you, I will. I always leave in time for plugs, but you can do it now, too. And you can you know re- what, I'm just going to mention it now. Yeah, so, I, so my website is called uh, Obama Time Travel. It's ObamaTimeTravel.com. Uh, you can find it on Twitter. And every day I just go back eight years and I'm like, you know, what was everyone mad at Obama about eight years ago? Mm-hmm. And that's the premise of the blog. And, you know, I, uh, I just read uh, a couple of days ago, I went back and I relived John Stewart and Stephen Colbert's rally to restore Store sanity, sanity and or fear. That. Yeah. I went there. I went oh, you there. Went. Yeah. Me and my liberal friends. This is like me and Tins. And we all piled into a car. We made ironic signs and we went down to the National Mall and, you know, like Ozzy Osbourne was there and the Roots and the Mythbusters guys and, you (laughs) know, John Oliver and Sam B and the whole Daily Show crew. And everyone had their silly, you know, we all marched around and uh, we all we were all smug with our, you know, uh, ironic signs. And then we got decimated, you know, two days later in the elections, the midterm elections. Yeah. Liberals just got their asses kicked. And, you know, sometimes there's a correlation between like uh, liberals are all really passionate about whatever media it is uh, and, and liberals winning. But uh, a lot of times it isn't. And a lot of times even like, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe again, maybe this is like the the community that I'm in because I know a lot of artists. Um, 
And, uh, you know, for them, politics is like expressing who you are or expressing like the dignity of all people and all these high minded ideas. And the Republicans that I know, like they're just going to fucking win. You know, that's what they're doing. They're going out there and it's like it's a grab for power. And I don't think liberals know what they want to do with power, even if if they have like some notion of it. I think a lot of liberals are afraid of power. And I think that's why even when you get these kind of fantastical, you know, uh, liberal thought experiments, it's always about them sharing the power respectfully. Sure. You know, whereas like, man, if you know, like all the like Republicans I know, even if they're they're down for compromise and stuff, they're like, God, wouldn't it be nice if we were just all Christian Republicans? <laughs> you know, like, wouldn't that be the best world? And shouldn't we make that the world? And like, that's what they're like going for. And like, mm. I think a lot of the times liberals don't have a vision. They're just like, you know. Politics is a thing that they have to do and they just want everyone to get along and they just want to be like their liberal, you know, bleeding heart selves and come to some sort of understanding with Republicans where they just both kind of get each other. But it's like, that's that, you know, you read all your history and stuff and just like they, you know, people just never really get each other. Yeah. Uh, And there are, there's a lot of incentive. Yeah. There's a lot of incentive in Washington to not get each other. Yes. A lot of money involved to have people not come to terms with one another's belief systems or else. I mean, if, if we all, I don't know, thought of the future, then I mean, because I, I, I certainly fall into that, that the, the ladder of liberals who like, I, I do fear power. I, I don't know what I would do with it. And like, and I, all I all I like like vote vote I want to vote empathetically I want I want my politicians to be empathetic and like uh, because I want them to to know that what like all all the research all the science shows in like what ten years we're gonna be shooting each other over water but then also the coasts are gonna be underwater because of whatever climate irreversible climate change that happens because politicians won't uh, won't change because they're in the pockets of oil or whatever. Um, like, and that's what I get worked up about. But you know, I don't. I did, because I am an idealist. You know, I, I think of politics as probably I, 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 like what what should we do to make the world a better place? And I and I suppose a lot of politicians don't think about making the world a better place for everybody. They think about making the world a better place for them and their their kind. You know, wh- whatever that means to them, right? You know, speaking to your your reference to whatever. Why can't everybody just be a Christian? Republican. Well, yeah, like and me. I feel like even, you know, there's this old saying that a liberal is someone uh who's too high minded to take his own side at an argument. Sure. The the you know? great Hamlet issue of indecisiveness. Yeah, and I think like there's a lot of that in the West world where like even, you know With um, the robots and the cowboys. <laughs> I mean the West Wing. <laughs> um the West Wing, it, it's like uh you know like one of their liberals will have like a really like impassioned speech where he's right. And then something will like undercut him and like, Oh, he looks like a fool. And now everyone's going to have a a laugh about, you know, it's not totally self-serious. There is, you know, a fair amount of comedy like interspliced in the episodes. But always the comedy in West wing feels very calculated to me. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like, you know, 
it's just the right amount of slapstick sometimes, the right amount of Marx brotherian wordplay, but it never feels like a Marxist. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, good. Um, uh, but it, it, whereas, like when you when you talk about the v, when you talk about V, but th- that that all feels like more honest humor to me, more hu- humor that that I find in the real world. I find a lot less um, witty banter that that is is more clever than it is funny going on around me than I do people just saying like "fuck my ass," you know. <laughs> Uh, not saying that, not, not saying that the Veep is less intelligent because of that, but they, the, the humor works on a, I think a more, uh, uh, uh I don't want to say realistic, but like, uh, um, it's, it's, it, I, I no, can't so say Veep has the really ornate, uh, insults, you know, they, they have they very creative ways of, you know, insulting each other in the crudest terms possible. And I don't know why that doesn't bother me as much as I do sometimes watch episodes of Veep and think like, man, that's really close. You know, like you, if you're vice president, I feel like you can't have that many different ways to like call somebody a dickhead. <laughs> like you probably use the same one over and over, over again. again. Yeah. You know, that's fine. But for like, I like, you know, I guess uh, popping like crude dick jokes off the cuff feels more natural to me than like every Sorkin everything i've ever seen it's just i'm just like man i don't i really don't think anybody is like people don't banter that intelligently no they don't they they don't and then that's and that's what i it is hard for me to shake uh that i that that it is i don't want to say like what we should i know we were ta- we we talked about this and it's it, it is difficult for me to think about the show without like saying like it isn't it what we want to kind of aspire to be and and even though it can't happen realistically and i and i i realize that it's 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 not like when you read the bible you're not going to do what jesus did you're not going to give away all you know or what you you know you're not going to do what buddha did and give away all your earthly possessions it's about like reading these things watching these things and like figuring out a way to be a better person while still existing within the circumstances that you're given. Cause you, you, we don't have the option of, uh, you know, of feeding the masses or like, I can't cure a leper, but I can give a homeless guy a dollar, um, and, and feel better about myself. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like, I'm not saying that the West wing is like a Bible or, or you know, Buddhist tenants, but it's, it's, we could be smarter. We could be, uh, we could we could be more you know self conscious and, and and try to serve the the public in the best in their best in their best interest and not in ours and not all not they don't always do that in that show obviously because sometimes especially like Josh Lyman is is usually working the political angle like thinking like how is this going to help us in the next election help us in the midterms help us uh you know in the polls things like that but some like Richard Schiff usually doesn't he's he's by far the most like ideal like okay uh, all right you know i I think i know where you're going with this ben uh (laughs) and that's a very reasonable point and Uh i'm going to counter it (laughs) anyway please i'm going to disagree with it completely anyway and it's because i think the daily show which i mentioned is in the same kind of realm too as this but the west wing the problem with that is um and like when you talk about like working the political angle uh, it's the West Wing is like so. 
It's another one His where... face is so red right now. <laughs> it's like people are so good at figuring out the public reaction to things. Sure. And I think, you know, um, The Daily Show really uh, kind of infected my entire generation uh, with this. Whereas, like, it creates this world where everybody wants to comment like they're on the outside of it, you know? Like, everyone's going to know, like, everyone knows how pub uh, the public reacts to x y and z yeah. and if you do this the public's going to react by doing this sure and you know that's like a thing with in the with the west wing they, all the time and sometimes yeah, they do that if, with if, if you do this the people are going to say this and i i feel like we have and it's, it's part of like the fact that everybody's so on social media and everything is like yeah. everybody wants to be a fucking pundit and everybody wants to be a strategist and everybody's talking about well is this the smart play and what's this going to do in swing states and like it's gotten it's gotten people away from talking about what they think and what they want uh to what they think everybody else is going to think sure sure you okay. know? I, I, I got insert for a split second it like it sounds so much like we were talking about fantasy football <laughs> Yeah, I mean, kind of a little bit, you know, I, I, I see it kind of like seeping into there, too. Where what is like, Drew Brees going to do? Is he going to is he going to act this week? Do we think he's going to deliver on his promises this week? Well, I mean, we're only Barry says this or that. And Jim says yeah, I this. fucking hate it. It's like everybody. It's a game of listening to what you think everybody else is going to do. Yeah. And, you know, people do weird shit sometimes. People, people, don't just... work, people don't do what you think they're always going to do. And statistics can only tell you so much, right? Because there's always the human issue. Humans don't... Humans mess up all the time. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, I, I guess I just... Um, especially because you've seen kind of... Like with Donald Trump, you've seen kind of the scrambling a lot of, of a lot of the notions of what we thought was how politics worked should, and it's like yeah should work <laughs> yeah sometimes just like weird shit happens and i yeah. know weird shit happens in the west wing um but Tur turkey's in the press secretary's like you know the the, the speaker of the house's no, sorry, the, uh, press secretary's office is is way different than you know uh whatever we're hearing any given day about what's going on in the trump administration people people in the west wing don't quit after 11 days uh at their job you know they do in trump's administration though and you have to wonder what could possibly be going on what was that what was his name the mooch yeah anthony scaramucci that's it he quit was he was he was at he his was job fired club. before he even started really oh okay yeah he didn't even technically start work yet and he was just like he was fired so that, that you'd think in the highest office of the land that that stuff wouldn't happen as often but i mean it certainly makes for good television um, I don't know what makes for good television though anymore because <laughs> Donald Trump is good for television, right? And like the, nobody, uh, the Apprentice if, did really well for a while. If somebody pitched that to Aaron Sorkin in the early two thousands, like oh, you know, do the show where Donald Trump is president, you would have thought that was stupid. Bro, you bro, know, I mean, I imagine so because that, that's I mean, so he. he he would have looked at the at the field yeah. of candidates in 2016, and he would have looked at somebody like Marco Rubio or John Kasich and been like, oh, well, he looks and talks and conducts himself more like Jeb Bartlett. So yeah. like, yeah, you know what? He did, and this other guy wouldn't have a chance in hell because he's, 
you know, dishonorable and vulgar and a villain from a 1980s <laughs> fucking movie. You know, it's, and it, like, it, he is he is like the 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 douche in RoboCop in a lot of ways. Sorry. Yeah, from like his from his adult children to like with the ties and like the, the you know the golden towers yep. and the you know the and the showers golden showers <laughs> you know, like it's all and it's just like I don't know it's all gotten so fucking stupid that like the idealism makes me angry. Right. It it is I I I on I mean I understand it's a time it is certainly a, a time of uh, that that deserves a healthy amount of cynicism from the voting populace um especially like the educated voting populace and you were out canvassing this previous weekend for uh for your, your the rep in your district uh no not my district oh, okay. i was out um in a swing district i was really? trying to swing um a suburban district because like i live in chicago so it's gonna go blue everything everything goes pretty blue. everything goes blue yeah so we went to a, a red suburb Nice. Try to unseat an incumbent Republican. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel that that that, that process went there? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things <laughs> where like um, it doesn't feel very important as you're doing it, and you know, the West Wing kind of it's so grand. There's so much pomp and circumstance. And there's so much high-mindedness about it. Sure. Uh, and, you know, it's a real disconnect. And like we were talking before about just watching the West Wing translate to voting. I don't know. Does, you know, watching uh, very political po- programs, does that lead to activism? Um, I know that people who watch CSI, really they got into uh, chemistry in college. Oh, and they want to be mean, crime scene investigators because they thought it was cool. Yeah, so like this is what happens to me is like I'll watch something like The West Wing or I'll, you know, you know, read books or like I think about politics all the time and it's all these high stakes, you know, issues of morality and good versus evil and stuff. And then you go volunteer for politics and, you know, you spend half a day knocking on doors and half the people don't even answer. And then you talk to a couple people who are who say they're already going to vote um so you got to believe them um and you know you get to the end of the day and you're like okay i talked to a handful of people i have no idea if anything i did made a difference at all if i got through to just one person <laughs> i know that i've made a difference um you know and i like you know i i don't so do you think it was almost chris was it more for you um, I guess in that, like, I felt really guilty about not doing anything. I felt kind of like, you know, oh, I'm somebody who, who, you know, the reason why people recommend the West Wing to me all the time is because they're like, oh, you're really into politics. So that like, must, you would love that must this. bug you, right? Does that bug you now? That everybody tells me to get into the West Wing? I, <sighs> I mean, like, I get it, you know, I get it kind of like. I agree with a lot of the things that come out of the mouths of West Wing characters. I really enjoy television. Dude, have you watched Seinfeld before? <laughs> it's a TV show. You're going to love it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean... You like music? Have you heard of the Beatles? Check out these Beatles guys, yeah, man. They're, they're, they're not bugs. I can tell you. They, got they never show. bugged me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you like bugs? Get a load of the Beatles. They're a band... From Liverpool. 
Don't know why they call it that. I've been there. There's no pools or liver. Or Beatles for that. Man, hey. man. <laughs> Anywho, um, not to derail at all, but uh, so check my. <clears throat> okay. So we're cruising. Um, do you think? Well, I guess I guess I. So I had a question. This is not on my my cheat sheet here. Um, do you think it still has merit as an educational pro? Like at the very least, would you think it was something like like oh yeah, show a couple episodes in your Western Civ not Western Civ class, but you're like you know if you're teaching like a poli sci class in high school or something like that. Do you think at least the it's <laughs> it's an educational at least. Yeah, you know what? I think... Because I feel like I've learned quite a bit about the political process, idealistic or not, uh, uh, through the West Wing. And I'd rather watch the West Wing than the House of Cards. You know, I do enjoy the little presidential tidbits, like the little, like the black of cheese and everything like that. Sure, I'm it... like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Um, it is one of those things where I'm like, oh, I would probably like this show if I learned about civics from the West Wing, as opposed to like... Learn about civics elsewhere. A dusty get book. Get jaded about the process elsewhere, and then go back to watching the West Wing, like mansplain to me. Okay, <laughs> this is what a filibuster is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I realize like Stackhouse. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I, like, yeah, I think, I guess it's just something about nostalgia, man. Where like, if you missed out on that thing and like everybody else has nostalgia for it, but you didn't get it the first time around, the nostalgia isn't nearly as like, cause I feel like you, so like, you know, you like, you're like, you know, a little kid, you're a little kid, Ben. I assume you're still like Google five Gaga. foot, five foot seven or something. <laughs> your tall man is what I'm trying to I am, say. I'm a tall man. Um, but you know, your dad's watching it and you're like, oh, dad wants to watch his boring program. Well, we got to watch it because dad wants to watch it. And then I could see you getting older and watching it and being like, oh, you know what? I just realized how amazing this episode is. I didn't get that as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, and now I can appreciate because of oh, my heart. And like, I sure, can, sure. I can get that, but it's like, I didn't do that the first time around. Yeah. So I'm just like, and you're also, you're also way more into politics than I am. And so do you, do you think that if you'd watched like, not, to, not to say that I can predict how the, our political landscape is going to unfold in the future. Um, but is it, is it just not the right time for maybe you and the West wing? Are you too active? You're just too active and too, uh, I don't want to say worked up. Like you, you care a lot about politics and you, you're, you're more aware of it than others. So it just gets you right now, but it gets at you right now. But maybe in 20 years when you're a little older, a little more ready, just like, I don't get upset about those things. I just think it's funny that there's turkeys in our office. And it really reminds me of those times when, man, I really used to care about politics. Now I'm old and I still really care a lot I'm about old politics. I've got lots of money, so now I'm voting Republican. Republican exactly. Um, uh, or do you think you, you think you'll just always have it'll just leave a bad taste in your mouth because it's it's it now it mean it certainly feels dated because it, it's not reflective of of current politics or even maybe at the time what politics really were even then like they they tackle some of the issues but are they you know it's still got that that veneer that that's you know vaseline smear of hollywood on it where it's not like we're not going to tell you everything that's wrong with the world we're going to tell you what's what we feel like we can solve in an episode but these problems 
they don't ever really get solved, right? You know. Yeah, I guess that's the other thing about being a liberal. It's like one of those things that's just like it's awful because it's this cycle that you can't get out of. Where like I'm like, oh man, if only people cared about the issues, if only people paid attention, you know? Oh, if only they would educate themselves. And then my left wing friends will like post their thoughts, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like Facebook all the oh, time. Oh, oh, I wouldn't have said that, you know? Or like I'll see somebody who's like very passionate and I'm like yeah, I agree with that sentiment, but I just can't get behind, like, the way you're doing it. Whereas, like, I feel like on the right, like, they're all about, like, fighting for the cause. Um, Can you, I'm sorry, is there any example, you have to, like, name names or anything like that, but is there something like you, like, uh, I, I just to give a little... Anybody who, who starts any Facebook post with, like, listen up, Republicans, or if it's listen up, something i'm like i could believe with every single thing you're gonna say and i'm just like oh you hate that and it's because i made a lot of posts like that in 2009 sure you know and i think it was just like you have this moment when you first come of age politically when you first discover like i have political opinions i've chosen my side this is what i feel there's this feeling that like Oh, if only I could tell the others, you know, <laughs> if I just told the others, they would all wake up and see that I'm right, you know, and then you just, you learn that that's not how it is. And it's disappointing. Yeah, I guess it, I guess it is. Because I, I, I mean, I don't have a lot of conservatives in my, I, we have a couple of conservatives in our family, but um we we make a uh we don't make a point of not talking about politics we just don't talk about politics it's not it's not it, it was never anything that was ever addressed it just didn't come up because i remember uh when i was younger that that like my one of my aunts had expressed uh a, an affection for uh rush limbaugh's uh radio show and then it was never mentioned ever again. Like it just, we know that these things, like we, we know that they, they lean that way, but we don't talk about it. And so I can't like, there's no opportunity to sway them. And me put me blasting a political opinion on Facebook. I don't have a whole lot of conservative friends. Like I'm not going to change a conservative's mind with my Facebook post because what conservative is going to be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to type in a random name on Facebook and we're gonna see what they think. They're not, no one's. No one does that. It's like, yeah, shout, you're shouting. I mean, this well, is the, so, the issue with the the bubble, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, here. I'm. I'll just disagree <laughs> with you again because hey, hey, hey. I'm just gonna no, disagree no, with I, everything you said. Well, for, before you even get into that, this is the first time that anybody has brought in a late to the party topic that they didn't like. And so I'm, I'm glad. No, I I want more of that because I think it makes more interesting conversation when they like. I just don't like it people love it and i don't like it but anyway so you're well, gonna so, argue with so, me so here yeah so i'm arguing with you about your notion that that nobody influences anybody on facebook with their their rants or whatever i mean the, i feel like i don't and didn't i mean i don't post political things on there anymore because i i i'm I, that's how i feel like so I'm, what am I gonna it do? is it is one of those things though where it's like death by a thousand cuts and I'm in, I do this thing now. I'm in like a bunch of like random Facebook groups and it's people of all different ideologies. And, you know, we just like fight 
And like that, that's what I like, you know, I really like that. And I really like when I fight with someone who's very smart, who's like smarter than me and you know, they're, they're Republican or the, yeah, it, it makes you better. Um, and there's just, it's, it's just one of those things. And I'll have, I'll have, uh, there's this libertarian I argue with all the time. Cause he was, uh, he was a Marine. So he was in the Marines um, super Christian, uh, goes to the Marines. He's super Republican in there. Um, goes off on the GI Bill, gets his master's degree. Uh, jump forward a couple years. He's now teaching philosophy at a a school in California. You know, so he's libertarian, raised conservative, but he's in a liberal university and he's teaching like a lot of liberals and he has gotten me um he's he's really helped me uh evolve some of my views he's kind of like changed some of the way i I look on uh different views he's really good at knowing where all the weaknesses in my arguments are so be like oh this gun restriction is a good idea and he's like hey uh, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Like uh, the second amendment is a right. And like, you're uh, violating the rights of poor people. And like, I know you don't think they should have the right. I know you think guns are stupid or whatever, but like this restriction, all you're doing is you're making it impossible for poor people to get guns. And like rich people can get whatever fuck weapons they want. And like, sure, he sure. knows exactly where I'm just like, Oh, you got me with the poor people, you know, because like, <laughs> always, we, always with the poor people. Yeah. We, we understand uh, where each other's biases Sure. Are and we and we know kind of how to appeal to that, and I am fine with people just putting their biases out on the table, you know. Um, where I think West Wing and in some ways The Daily Show and in some ways a lot of other media runs into problems is it's made by very obviously left-wing people who want to exude this kind of centrism you know and they're doing it because they and you know this is me just trying to put myself in their heads but they're doing it because they think they can create this thing or they're creating this story that should be on its own merits universal and part of selling that story and part of selling that show is is being able to show that you have goodwill towards the other side and you're open to them and it's the only way to kind of get them through the door so they're willing to follow the story you win more flies with honey right yes but i think sometimes it comes off as you could use the word cheesy or you could also say phony or inauthentic or yeah. hollow in that it always seems like they're shooting for a, this centrist. He had a thesaurus out when he was reading it. <laughs> a centrist version of, of what they think the opposition wants them to sound like as opposed to what they actually are. And I think if you look at something like, you know, how, um, how American politics works, Hillary Clinton say what you will about her various scandals or, you know, her life in politics. When she was in front of a microphone, you know, when she's putting out campaign communications, she was trying to sound like a West Wing character, you know, or she's appealing to that same kind of thought where it's like, yeah, I'm a liberal Democrat, but I'm open towards it. Whereas like, you know, someone like Bernie Sanders is very interesting to me because Bernie Sanders is just like, well, I'm a democratic socialist. I'm going to talk about democratic socialism and I'm going to talk about healthcare and I'm going to talk about this. And like people call it crazy, but I don't care if they think it's crazy because these are the things that I'm appropriate, like I'm, I'm yes. concerned about. And 
you saw weird levels of respect and you still see weird levels of respect from Republicans and Libertarians on Bernie Sanders. That seems like it should make no sense because he's like super lefty, like the most left of all the major presidential candidates we've had. And they look at people like Barack Obama and they look at people like Hillary Clinton, people who you'd think would be much more palatable to them because they conduct themselves like these centrist they're, Western they're characters in, they're like institutional have politicians. no respect for them at all. Yeah. Fucking hate and despise them. But they will respect Bernie Sanders and they'll respect liberals who are coming from like, I'm super liberal, here's my super liberal shit. And that, that high-minded shoot for the center notion that liberals have because we want to get along to get along, you know... The people that hate us really hate that, or the people that hate liberalism, they re they really view that as like this 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 weakness. Um, and like sometimes I I watch an episode of The West Wing and I'm like, I think they're right, you know. I I mean I I hear I know I, I I understand what you're saying. Like as as um, people respond better to authenticity, mm -hmm. like and we're always we're always we always know when we're being sold something and when we're and we don't like it like i'll i'll read a read some some copy for some some voiceover ad and like a conversational like like that your neighbor or like a friend of yours like we don't want to sound like we're selling something even though it's for goddamn insurance like and they're they're selling you insurance but they don't want it to sound like they're selling you insurance so the people that get booked on these things are the people that don't sound like they're selling you something yeah um but of course they are and not i mean uh Oh, Bernie is so hard for me because I like uh, I have I know a lot of Bernie bros that just really rub me the wrong way for a while. Um, you right? Excuse me. You're okay. <clears throat> this won't be cut. I'm out. gonna drink water. Oh, <laughs> damn it, bastard! They're all gonna know you. You well. Um, I mean, I was burping earlier. It's fine. Um, no, but and I, yes, uh, and so I can see anybody any, like, and I don't know if it's some bullshit machismo or whatever but like this like yeah he just he just says what they just say what they want like he's just speaking his mind people people respect that but then i also think there's i don't know it's hard because i do feel there's something like uh being in reserved <laughs> and and i don't know like sorry it's comp it's it's See, complicated it okay. it's complicated for me now like, i i hope this doesn't go too off track here. No, it, we're just but talking. again, talking about that idea of like West Wing liberalism. Yeah, no, I think and, it's and liberalism through this prism of the left, left wing. Like, okay, we have to present a version of liberalism that is palatable for a, bro a broad audience and for Republicans. Like, yes. Yeah. So, and even you know, not even just for Republicans. So, if we want to get back onto Bernie versus Hillary, um, <laughs> you know. Hillary, I feel, is a person who, for whatever reason, was not able to campaign saying what she really thinks, you know? And Hillary Clinton is a tough woman. She's a tough woman who has been through a lot of shit. And she's been through a lot of shit by being resilient and, like, not taking shit from people. And, you know, she she had to sell herself as this like West wing, you know, 
amazing person who's like fair-minded and she was always talking about like her grandkids and i do you know just just trying to make herself you know what she thought a like reasonable person would 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 look like to a wide swath of people whereas she's just like hillary likes blowing shit up you know hillary was more hawkish than barack obama and like you know she she was never able to to lean into what she is and i think it's you know liberals and democrats have internalized this idea of like what the good candidate is supposed to look like i think we're moving away from it now um you know i think now like you're seeing which is really great you're seeing all sorts of women run you're seeing women who are like yeah i'll breastfeed in you know an ad you'll see people who are like hey i'm trans i'm just gonna be like open that like hey i'm trans and this is what life is like and this is what issues are important to me and like you know you see like people who are atheists and you see all these things that are like great that that kind of fly in the face of like west wing um views of what the the public will and won't accept as far as you know having not finished it yeah that's right I i will say um you should mean so alan alda plays the conservative uh, a candidate in the l- later seasons, he's running for president as the conservative on the conservative the Repu- Republican ticket, and uh, the big problem with Alan Alda, so he's he's a fiscal conservative, but he is not a social conservative, like so he he is not a churchgoer, he is not he's not a Bible thumper, so that his like VP candidate is, it, it's like the Palin McCain thing before the Palin McCain thing the happened. The Trump Mike Pence thing? Exactly. It's 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 uh like politics 101 and bullshit. It, it, and cuz Alan Alda is great watching his doing his like I just he's I can't do an Alan Alda impression. I'm not going to do it. But like him like not wanting to talk about religion, but like knowing that uh the conservative like the conservative religious won't like they need to know that you're on their side when it comes to these these aspects of politics. Um it just, it just, it's interesting that you mentioned like atheists coming out as he never says he's an atheist, but he is not religious. And man, what, Trump fucking solved that problem, didn't he? He learned all you got to do is just show that you hate the people the religious people hate, yep, and yep. like you're good. Yeah, because he isn't. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was like, I'm like, does he is he seen it? Like, what's what is his parish? You know, what is. What is his? I don't even know what his. Uh, what he was like? Was he baptized in a Catholic or a Protestant, or was he even baptized? Like I don't even. I, I don't even. I think know. he's a Protestant, right? Or no, wait. Dude, I I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about <laughs> Trump's religion. I just I, know he's full of shit. I mean, but that that's a. If anything, that 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 proves some kind of point, right? That they've they've they have distracted us from talking about well what are you what are you a baptist or are you what are you, you a lutheran you know what are what's what's your denomination you know the answer doesn't really matter if they if they Hate sense you're like in their weird clique yeah you know it's like oh okay well like eh, they're nice to the right people and they're not nice to the, the right, right people, people. So like, yeah, it doesn't really matter, you know. Like he's he's on the level. He's all right. Yeah, that's that's so frustrating that they wouldn't, they wouldn't care. Like, 
pub it went because like i i we of course like i'm sure you've hit this on your on your uh your 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 twitter uh account like like how often they got mad at barack obama for being a muslim or you know being i'm, I'm using like air quotes you know being a muslim um and how we i no one slams trump has he ever gone to church yeah, it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, know? but like it's, it's, it doesn't it should, matter. At all. It should fucking matter, right? Like it, it or no, it no, it shouldn't matter. But I, it, you know, why did it matter five years ago and it doesn't matter now? Well, wait, I know. I mean, I know why it doesn't matter now. But you know what I mean? Of, of you know, it's an unfortunate circumstance. Okay, let's see what else. So we talked about Veep because I had like, how does this, how does this show stack versus other political shows? Veep. Etc. I think we've we've talked about that, and I, I and, and we've talked about this too. Does does this does the show help our generation quote unquote rock the vote? And you don't. Um. You know what? I yeah, like if you like sappy crap, like and it helps you, then like sure. You know, it's one of those things where like I like, you know, I try not to be a cynic, and I think cynicism is like really corrosive and like really not helpful. Um, you know, cynical as I may be. So like, I'm fine if other people want to like jerk off to the West Wing and, you know, like, I mean, they don't have to Just go that don't far. Just do it on my face. <laughs> you know, like, that's great. I, like, I think it's so cool that people are just like, I can quote President Bartlett. And I'm like, good for you, man. But like, I can't, it's not something I can bring myself to enjoy, you know? And I, I don't. So that maybe have I just not gotten enough of it yet? I, I feel like three seasons season, in. I think season by if, if you're not feeling it by season four, um, you might not ever feel it. And and I think that's interesting. And that's and that's, but you're also one of the most politically uh, minded people I've I've spoken to, um, uh, and and so it makes sense that you would have more opinions on the quality of the show and and its effect and its its legacy. Uh, than others would, and and yeah, I'm sure there's a healthy, if not not healthy, uh, an unhealthy amount of nostalgia that goes into the show, and and people maybe watching the show as a form of escape from our current political climate. Like, God, isn't it? Isn't just to think like what, like they solve some problems. Ooh, they didn't get that one, but I bet they'll get the next one. You know, honey, uh, we'll watch next week. I'm sure things will turn out maybe a little better. You know, like, and. For all the hardships that happen in the show, yeah, it's awfully flowery, um, and and that's not. No, you know, I mean, if 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 I could just show everyone the West Wing, and then they'd want to go out and become like voting Democrats, I would do it. But it's like weird because I see what happens on the right, and I see the things that are able to rally Republicans together and how they're really able to just get together and be like, all right, well, we're all a team now and we are all doing this and like, everyone's going to look and think it looks stupid, but we don't care because we're doing it because we believe in it. And like, it doesn't work that way with the left and it drives me fucking crazy. It's it's, it's that because we're, sorry, I keep talking like an us versus them kind of conversation. Um, and I don't want, I don't want to alienate people necessarily, but I, I have an impression of a, of a, we, we, as in, uh, liberals, um, and I'm identifying as a liberal, uh, 
smart people think too much. And when you think too much, you, you uh, it goes back to that, that indecisiveness. Like, well, we're all going to be dead in 30 years, like 40, 50 years, or like the, you know, like the world's going to be underwater in 10 years. Like, is me voting going to change anything? I, I, I feel like there's a lot of thought you, cause you, you, I know a lot of voters who could be swayed either way based on a really good argument from somebody that they trust. Um, whereas once the conviction is set, politically speaking for a, for a Republican, like it's like, no, this is how it is. I, you won't sway me. I'm not going to, I'm just not even going to listen to your argument. And I'm it, it, this stubbornness. Sorry. I want to say something like this, this headstrong quality of like, I know what I want. and I'm going to get it. Whereas I could be like, like, oh, she made a great point. He made a great point. Oh, you guys are making really good points here. I'm, I'm. Wait, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna, on I'm some gonna sit things, here. though. On some things, yeah, no, sure, sure, I don't sure, think sure. somebody could could talk you into opposing gay marriage. No, 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 no. You know, no, that's a that's there, a red line. There, there's like you know, uh, human rights are are something I'm pretty staunchly in favor of. I, I'd be very hard for me to sway. You know, uh, human rights. Um, uh, and heck, I, I, when you're talking about gun control, I'm like, I, I even, I don't, we, this isn't about gun control, but like, some things are difficult for me to, to approach. Cause like, I don't want to accept that there's like, that there's black and white, like, no, black and white, that there's a gray area to gun control. And I just feel like, why do we even need guns at all? You know, uh, we don't need, we don't need to hunt anymore. Bears. <laughs> What if a bear came knocking at your door? <laughs> if you live in Wyoming, you might got to worry about bears. I get a crossbow. <laughs> you know? No, I actually, got, you know what the weirdest thing is? Is after all the arguing with Republicans, guns is one of the things that, like, they really have caused me to kind of empathize with. Where, like, I've, I've been... That's, like, you talk about um, shifting people's views... That is one of the things that I've actually been able to have my views shifted on by arguing with lots of passionate people on that issue. So why do you think guns are... I'm sorry, I'm not trying to like put you on the spot or anything like that. It's very... Because it's very difficult for me to, to imagine. A, like, I don't... Because I know there's some... There, there's, there's a lot of thought exercises that exist. Like, well, if we all... If everybody has a gun, like, then we're all on a level playing field, right? right? So that's a bad idea. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Um, but like, give okay. that baby a gun. So there's a couple things here. One, generally, I do think like guns are are bad for you, and that like, you <laughs> don't know, swallow that gun. <laughs> Call a doctor if you swallow. Sorry. But you know, if you have guns, like you, yeah, you're more likely to to die by a gun because like you know maybe you'll kill yourself or maybe you'll <laughs> accidentally kill somebody yes. or maybe, you know like whatever. I think in general guns are bad, but I also know that they're right. And like, you know, as long as it's in the constitution, you've got to be able to do it, which is why I also support blind people owning guns. Someone very persuasive talked me into that, but you should be able to buy a gun if you're blind. I'm sorry. You just should. You just should. So, well, do you, do, do, okay. 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 Before, did, then you think there should be an amendment to remove that from the constitution? No, <laughs> no, I don't. Um, because here's the other thing, and this is the part where maybe I'm I'm like a bad liberal and I got a hand in my liberal card, you know. 
but I really do. And, and one thing that I, I can really connect to the West Wing on is this idea of um, like civic pride and pride in your institutions and pride in this idea of America uh, as this land of freedom, you know, and uh, I do, part of me does believe that like, you should be allowed to do crazy things in America and you should have the right to do something well, that's then, crazy. Well, why can you have a gun, but you can't like, then, then f- I think by that logic, unless you can, I'd, I'd love to hear your counterpoint, which I'm sure. You- I love that now I'm the pro gun guy. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying you're pro. I mean, like, no, no, no. I, I'm, I relish in taking okay. this position. Um, so if, if, if we could just allow to do crazy shit, then why can't we all do like, why isn't heroin illegal? I mean, excuse me. Why isn't heroin legal? Like, what's what's the difference between saying, like, hey, we can all be responsible adults. You can take heroin if you want. You can buy a gun if you want. It's your God-given right as an American citizen to to use heroin, own a gun, use a gun. I mean, but but we legal, but heroin's illegal. Right. So I don't think it's bad that heroin is illegal, and I want to <laughs> keep it illegal. Um, I, but- it killed John Coltrane. My problem with guns is that we can just let any idiot like have a gun, you know, and the problem I always get into is when I'm arguing about guns, it's like arguing somebody with my friend who is both a college professor and a trained Marine, you know, so he, I'll get into arguments with him because he doesn't realize that he could fuck up someday and he could be that person who accidentally hurts himself or somebody else because accidents do happen and nobody ever thinks they're going to be the one that, that has the accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I always tell him... If you thought him that, you wouldn't have a gun. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you are a person of sound mind. You know, you are a person who is very heavily trained. You are a person who knows how to do this safely, who knows how to store your weapons safely. I've got no problem with my friend Rick owning a gun, you know? Yeah. Like, if everybody out there who had a gun had his kind of training and his level of self-control and his level of responsibility, I would be fine with well, that. When, my problem like, with guns is, like, any fucking idiot can just go get one and just because you think you're the good guy with the gun who's going to stop the bad guys, like... In somebody else's scenario, when shit fucks up, like you are the bad guy who killed somebody because some people are irresponsible and don't know what the fuck they're doing, or well, some people just shouldn't have guns. I mean, I feel like, I feel like so with, with any danger, like I wouldn't want an idiot to run a nuclear power plant, or I wouldn't want like an, a guy who didn't have a driver's license or gal, sorry, to to drive a, a sixteen wheel rig. Like all those things are dangerous when they're put in the hands of somebody who shouldn't have them. Um, so, I mean, I, cause, yeah, I, I suppose I agree. It's like, to, to, because a gun is not a weapon, Marge. It's a tool. <laughs> like, uh, what's, like an alligator. <laughs> what's the other one? Sorry. Uh, that's season 10, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Simpsons. It's, it's not a bad uh, episode, but, but like, sorry. Yeah, the, the thing though is like, and Rick is somebody, and this 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 debate that I'm laying out right now seems like perfect West Wing fodder, right? Because it's me, and I'm trying to see the other side, and it's my friend who has deep convictions because it comes from a place of understanding and discipline, and like most of politics is not like that, and most of the political people I argue with are not like Rick, and like. I guess everything's just so fucking stupid. I can't put up with the West Wing to like, I can't push all that out of my mind. You sure. Know? I think, 
I think that's a pretty fine note. Unless you, Chris, do you have any lingering thoughts that you want to get out about the West Wing? I guess if you just keep bothering me, I'll I'll get through it someday, and I'll really be able to like. <laughs> oh, the I'm not, I would never want you to do anything you didn't want to do. If you're done with the show, I mean, I, I the thing is like I I've watched a couple episodes of a ton of shows, and like this isn't for me. This is not for me. I've, I think I've seen like four or five episodes of It's Always Sunny. I'm like I watched Seinfeld already, and most of that was really not an not an It's Always Sunny fan. I'm not an Always Sunny fan. I I think it's so Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, I can sit through um, because I think they're better. They're 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 written better. Um, it's always sunny. It's just a lot of shitty people doing shitty stuff and not getting punished for it. I know that's the that's the consensus with a lot of people. And you that's hate what, it for the opposite reasons of why I hate the West Wing. The yeah. way it's West Wing. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people love it because it's a bunch of shit. Like, yeah, they're just pieces of shit. I love laughing at these pieces of shit. I'm like, do it. Like I, I go ahead and do it. It's just not. It's I'd rather watch Bob's Burgers and see a, a loving family who has very absurd things happen to them, and we can all have a good laugh, and no one gets hurt. <laughs> That's a good point, Pat. <laughs> But yeah, uh, don't finish if you don't want to. I, I mean, that's all I got. All, all, all I would do is uh, for here at the end, I'm just, I'm just going to plug my blog again. I, well, Chris, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Please, everybody, go follow at Obama Time Travel on Twitter. Every day, I just tweet whatever everyone was tweeting about Obama eight years ago. So it's really fun. I like to say it's like uh, an M. Night Shyamalan movie. First time you watch it, you get to the big twist ending, you're like, that was stupid. You know, that was <laughs> fucking stupid. They just threw the craziest ending in as possible. Uh, and then you rewatch the movie and you're like, oh, they were they were just like telegramming this to us the whole time. That's what happened with Obama's presidency. It ended with Trump being elected. It seemed like a total mindfuck. When you relive the Obama presidency day by day, which is what I do, you can see it coming. Yeah. There were a lot of signs that that was what was coming uh, so if, if you're interested in politics, please add Obama time travel, Obama time travel.com, Obama time travel on Facebook, Obama time travel on Tumblr. Follow he us is everywhere. Yes. Christian. And any, anything else like do you, personal Twitter, personal Instagram, anything like that? Any show? God, no, <laughs> don't follow him. <laughs> don't, fo- don't find me. Good <laughs> Lord. Just go follow my fucking Obama blog. <laughs> That's totally fair. All right. Thank you all for tuning in, uh, and we'll see you again next time. Say bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. There was a little Spanish bee, a record star, B-O-D-B. He heard of singers like Beatles, the chipmunks he's seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish bee?